0: Happy Thanksgiving week. Welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far Podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm Jackie. And today we have a very informative and exciting episode for you about food and having a well-rounded relationship with food. But before we get into that, we are just going to do a little quick life update. Um, What's been going on in your life this week? Um... I mean, I've barely left my house because of coronavirus,
1: so I've been... Yeah, it's getting bad. ...mostly interested in the internet world, just been spending way too much time on Twitter. Uh, I didn't end up going out on a date with that guy. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you didn't go.
1: Yeah, because the day before that, Colorado had hit, like, a record for corona cases, mm-hmm. so I was like, it'd just be so stupid to go on a date with someone who just flew in here. yeah. But then I'm a huge hypocrite because literally right after that, like two days later, a different guy said that he wanted to come visit me and booked a plane ticket to Colorado.
0: Do you think guy number one listens to the podcast and he's gonna hear? I what don't was know. His it's hard to again? say. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I can't. Re- I can't keep up. There's too many reply guys. No, I told guys you I'm not gonna. Twitter. I told you I'm not gonna say his name. Oh, well, <laughs> guy number one does he listen to the podcast? I don't know. Well, sorry to him. He liked. Sorry to this man. (laughs) Whoever he is, I don't know. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know who this man is. Yeah. And then
1: man number two is coming to visit me. But it's just like, it was different because it's like this guy, the first guy, he came in to see his brother and he was like, can I take you on a date? We had never talked before that or anything. I've been talking to this guy for a few weeks Mm -hmm. and he bought a ticket just to come see me. He, like, doesn't know anyone else here. Wow. Doesn't have any business
0: here. He has no business being here. <laughs> no business being here, and he came Except here Except for, for to me. just hang out with you. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. No, no. one's flying out yeah. here to see me, so.
1: No one's ever flown out to see me. This is, like, I've never, I mean, this is, like, a. I've never had
0: that happen, like, with a guy. This is a drop the mic kind of move, yeah. honestly. No, it's Let's seriously. hope he's cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, guy number, number two, you
0: know who you are. Yeah,
1: he listens to every podcast. No.
0: <laughs> Ruin this. Do not drop the ball. <laughs> don't
1: tell him that. Now he's going to cancel his flight. No, can don't cancel, cancel your
0: flight. That would be dropping the ball. <laughs> do not do that. Unless unless cases get really bad, then, you know. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, man. Well, anything else exciting going on? Um. Everyone is freaking out about Harry Styles wearing a dress.
0: I don't know. They're freaking out, like, in a bad way or, like, in a good way.
1: Because it's most – I mean, it's just the what Ben Shapiro said – um do we care
0: what ben <laughs> shapiro fucking said only
1: because in contrast it's so funny because you have like ben shapiro who's like i don't know four foot nine who knows <laughs> it's super fucking short and he's like this is a disgrace to masculinity like oh my god you're degrading are you the patriarchy i'm not sure whatever. oh my god of course but it's like that. it's just ironic because the only time i would ever fuck ben shapiro is if he was wearing a dress right 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's weird just, like, why are we acting like he's the first one? Like, is Prince not a thing? Is David Bowie not a thing? Right. Young Thug did it? David Rose? Come on. Like, people (laughs) have been... Men have been wearing dresses for...
0: Since men started wearing kilts. Yeah, oh my god, oh my god. That's
1: what... That's... I had a Twitter reply about that because some dude was like, I don't know... I don't even want to name drop him because he's horrible and we shouldn't be giving any attention to him. But he was just Ew, like,
0: we "This should not to be."
1: This, yeah, I know. this should not be controversial. Men should not wear dresses. And I was like, "Men in kilts are
0: standing by." <laughs> I literally, if you if you're so adamant that men shouldn't be wearing dresses, you should the word, you should wear a dress. Just no, try no, no, no. it. <laughs> you should. It'll feel check great your, on your ball like, hair. I promise. <laughs> you are the one who's having insecurity about your own masculinity yeah if you Agreed. think if you're so if that's so abhorrent to you check your own insecurities Yeah. because those men wearing dresses are not having insecurities about that I'll tell you that right now Harry Styles does not have insecurity yeah, and he about get, his
1: and he will get so many more girls than Ben Shapiro oh <laughs> any day
0: <laughs> any
1: day it's it's an outrageous number it's like we do not one s- to like 30 million right
0: and on I'm, this podcast, I'm not even exaggerating yeah. on that this isn't a question clothing fluidity gender fluidity. you just mind your own business if this is a problem <laughs> to you that's on you and we don't yeah stand my, mind your on fucking business podcast, yeah. so yeah no we sure as hell don't goodbye to him yes well, i'm glad we got that out of the way okay um now what's if going you have a problem with men wearing dresses maybe this podcast isn't for you <laughs> okay <laughs> what is going on in your life um things going on in my life well i started my new job this week um, it's been going good. It's a lot to get back into working a 9 to 5. Definitely. It's not really a 9 to 5, but it's it's 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot to get back into working after being unemployed technically. So, that's I'm just I'm just honestly exhausted. My brain's like never working at the end of the day. I earlier I said this has been the longest week ever. It's Tuesday when we're recording this. So, It's felt like a full week, um, but it's really great. I'm learning a ton. Um, I was just saying, though, how I went and bought all these clothes because the dress code is, like, just neutral colors, and so I just, like, didn't want to do anything too risky in my first week, so I was like, I'm just going to wear black and white. Like, that's, it kind of seemed like that was, it was, like, black, white, tan, and navy were the colors that you could wear. And so I just bought a lot of like black and white pieces and I was like, I can mix and match these, whatever. Well, I went in and turns out you can like a lot of neutrals. And so I'm gonna have to be exchanging. Some clothes. I'm going to HM because that's where I bought all these clothes. Um, but if you guys have any recommendations, I'm gonna hit Zara, you know, just some good uh business formal but like stylish, not just like a regular pantsuit, like a cool pantsuit. That's literally been it. My apartment's a disaster. I really need to clean it. As we're looking but at a messy apartment my, right now. We're literally in my messy apartment. It's mm-hmm. it's not the vibe. So we have a really good episode for you guys today. We're just talking we're doing kind of a rounded view of food, your relationship with food, and just kind of the depth of what mm-hmm. it means to really nourish your body. It's not just about the food, you know, it's about everything that goes into making it and the steps it took to get that meal. And um we're going to be talking about that with a really special guest, so yeah. Stay tuned for that. Uh, All right, guys, we are back with our guest that we have on today. She is a culinary coach, a private chef, and the owner of Gertner's Kitchen. Please welcome to the podcast, Alexandra Gertner.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you both.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck like you guys, this is really bad. We gotta rein it in. <laughs> Right. thank okay. you for coming on no, it's just it again
1: <laughs> you're laughing too much i'm sorry thank you for coming on it's so nice having you
0: um okay give us a little intro tell us about yourself where you're from how old you are if you want to say that um and you live, your social security
2: number yeah just yeah.
0: all the the works um but like what you what you do
2: <laughs> how many times a day you go to the bathroom yeah I'm...
0: this is all we need to know all the good um, things Yes, who you
2: are, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, I'm Alexandra Gertner, the creator of Gertner's Kitchen, born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I was diagnosed with celiac disease when I was 15 years old, thank God um ate gluten for 15 years of my life I know what McDonald's tastes like in Oreos and Oreos if you didn't just know just came out with gluten-free Oreos coming out yes. in 2021 we're we are so
0: vegan joke. we're so excited
2: I think so and I um actually I don't know because someone was telling me that they might be replaced with eggs rather than soy so we'll see and that then they wouldn't be vegan right
0: yeah our <laughs>
2: I don't know. Yeah, I, they, are.
0: they are. Oh, I don't we know. We haven't had them in like 10 years. I literally have no
2: idea. I can't remember. I don't even remember the color of their, their labels anymore. I don't remember what they look like. But anyway. That would be me diagnosed yet when i was 15 years old and at a time 16 years ago no one really knew what gluten was and the doctor told me hey um you're gonna have to be on medication the rest of your life to heal your gut from 15 years of being destroyed you haven't had your body absorb the correct nutrients for 15 years that's why you're so skinny the whole thing and Insurance didn't cover the medication, it was $600, and I knew my mom couldn't afford it, but I also knew that she would do anything for me, so I found myself like taking samples of the medication from the doctor's office, and I also found myself hiding these samples underneath my bathroom sink, because like, I don't want to take them, why should I have to rely on medication to heal myself after I was destroyed by food? so i'd spend hours at the grocery store going up and down the aisles reading labels finding out what foods and nutrients would give me fiber would would give me protein you name it i did it i read books i read articles i have the most supportive family and friends you can imagine and slowly but surely i was able to heal my gut i healed my gut from the inside out so something that destroyed me food was also able to heal me I came out to Colorado to go to Colorado State University, go Rams, and I studied hospitality management, um, took a ton of nutrition courses and cooking classes, and when I was a sophomore, I created my business, and it was Gertner's Kitchen. It was geared towards college students to eat healthy on a budget, and I would send out cute little grocery lists that I could spend $50 and get them through their week, whatever it was, it was fun stuff. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it, But yeah, it was fun in the moment and I was posting up on my Instagram all the time and I had really fun dinners with my friends um, and my family and I moved down to Denver when I graduated from CSU and I started teaching some workshops um, about meal prepping and grocery shopping 101, um, going from the dirty dozen list to what's in season, how to shop affordably and locally and I liked the workshop, I just wasn't like, ooh, let me teach another one again. So I was like, okay, well at least I did that. Like, what do what do I want to do next? And um, I started working with a cannabis sommelier, and we would do these personal chef dinners where I would cook and I would pair my food with his cannabis, and we would do different courses. It was so much fun, really loved it, and I was like, okay, like I really like doing personal chef work. And recently, I just got a full-time client where I'm her personal chef, and it has been a crazy week, Um, but this is my first week of actually being a full-time personal chef, and this is where I'm at. Wow. That's so dope. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Dude, I have something in my throat, too. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Okay. We're just shocked by your story.
1: Yeah, no, just that's so shocked. So how do you like the first few weeks or first week of being a sh- personal chef?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. Every day I wake up, I'm like, what are you doing with your life? You should not be doing this. And then at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, I look myself in the mirror. I'm like, you are exactly where you are supposed to be. And it's just, it's so fulfilling to heal someone else through food and watch their body change in all the best ways and then feel good going through their days through my food. Mm -hmm. And I've never been a nine to five gal. I'll never be a nine to five gal. And I get to do what I love every single day. And that's in the kitchen, preparing beautiful meals for people.
1: Oh, love that. Yeah. Not a nine to five gal either.
2: our generation is not yeah it's, I don't I don't really, really think not. anyone's a nine to five
1: person I don't think that anyone's like yeah five days a week nine to five like that's my perfect
0: schedule yeah like sounds amazing <laughs> well thanks so much for sharing all of that with us so you know you talked about using food to heal your body from the inside out and how do I know if my gut's broken <laughs> how do we know if it's not working right and also <laughs> can you just touch a little bit on like why gut health is so important Yeah, because I know like
2: it's a lot more important than people think. I Yeah, definitely. So your brain and your gut are equally connected to one another. So when you think about your gut not doing what it's supposed to be doing and the brain fog, it's all interrelated with one another. Um, I actually just wrote a post about um, being hangry and how that's really a thing because i'm that type of person that if i don't have food i start getting really really hangry and i'm like okay like i need i need nutrients and your your brain is hungry so i mean they're both connected in so many different ways and excruciatingly important to make sure that your gut is healthy and uh, you know some people will reach out to me and be like how do i know if i have celiac disease or not or am i allergic to gluten you're and like it can be so, everyone is. Yeah, l- literally everyone. <laughs> I, I was telling someone today actually that I did my thesis in college on the gluten here in the States versus the gluten um, out of the States. And they're injecting the gluten here in the United States with so many pesticides um, and GMOs to grow so quickly because there's so many people to feed rather than when you go out of the country, you can actually eat the gluten. Not obviously if you've been gluten free for 10 right. plus years, yeah. but yeah. you won't get sick um, yeah. like you would here because things are so processed. It's mm-hmm. similar with the
1: dairy too yeah. cuz mm-hmm. when I was in Europe like dairy was fine and then when I came back here I
2: was like Ugh. oh god yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's it's insane how how food has been like that and I think I can kind of sort of go into like organically eating um, and the dirty dozen list. I don't know if you all are familiar with it, but it comes out once a year right in January. And it's um, the biggest produce that's tested for pesticides once a year. And the things that are top tested for most pesticides will be your dirty dozen list. Um, so I think some of the things on the list this year is always like spinach and tomatoes and grapes. And it's really imperative that you're eating those items organically because mm-hmm. you're getting all of those pesticides when you think about your chicken or um, your vegetables that you're eating that have been injected with all of these things you're getting all those pesticides in your body and mm-hmm. you're like i'm not feeling well or i have really bad acne or whatever it is yeah. it's all related to food so if you're more mindful about the food and where you're getting it you're going to start feeling better from the inside out
1: Yeah, not to mention the environmental effects of pesticides. Those get run off into lakes and streams and then they end up in fish anyway. So it'll come back to you. Oh, exactly. So how do you know if your gut needs healing?
2: Yeah, I mean, everyone's super different. Um, I can't speak for everyone. I know that when I was diagnosed, I was having like really bad chest pains. And I was also a little TMI here. I was going to the bathroom a lot. And, you know, I talked to a ton of people that don't go to the bathroom enough because they're super constipated. And that that's a problem. You know, you're I just told you yeah.
0: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, a lot of people.
2: I don't want to mention any names. Someone sitting right in front of me. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. So you're thinking about all these nutrients that you're eating throughout the day, everything you're drinking, and your body's taking what it needs from this food and from these liquids that you're drinking. And then everything that it's not using, your body is not using, you have to get rid of it somehow, some way. And I know it sounds gross, like, oh, like you pee and you poop. Of course you do. You're getting those nutrients out of your body that your body doesn't need any, that your body didn't use. And it's really normal. So when you think about that stool is sitting in your body and how dangerous it is, all of those chemicals and pesticides, your body's not using it's just sitting there you need to get it out and that's definitely one reason way you would know that your gut is not is not where it needs to be and Another, another way is looking at your stool. What does your stool look like? Is it different colors? Like, is it is it more like liquidy than solid? And I know that sounds like really gross to people, but it's it's you're doing it multiple times a day or every day. Like, it should be more of a conversation. Um, I know I like to talk about that in my workshop a lot. And, and, and pooping is just a normal thing. Like, going to the bathroom is. <laughs> Nicole's
0: like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> no, I was just going to say yeah, you're right. I Like, people don't want
2: to talk about it that much, but it's, it's like a
0: really good way to tell if you're healthy. Like, I think that...
2: Um, I feel like you can define if you're healthy or not, you know? Like, no one can... I can't see how you feel on the inside. Yeah, you,
0: like how your body is, like,
2: yeah, working like, optimally. So you don't want to inspect my stool. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, you know, actually. I think it comes down to a lot of things. I think it comes down to the way your skin looks, um, the way you personally feel, you know, you know what you're putting inside your body. No mm-hmm. one else does. You know, how much energy do you have? Do you want to get up in the morning and conquer your day? You know, do you want to work out? Can you make it through your day without wanting to take a nap? I mean, these are all, there's so many indications if your gut is healthy or not, you know, if you're bloated all the time, like, you know, how's those micro um, organisms inside your stomach? It comes down to so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know, are you drinking enough water throughout the day? Are you taking a pre and probiotic? So it's a lot. It definitely is a lot. And on top of also working, paying rent, meal prepping for yourself, trying to hang out with friends, getting your eyebrows done. I mean, like you also have yeah. to make sure you're eating healthy as well. So
0: I know you've also talked a lot about how food has helped heal your mental health or like at least that how it affects your mental health. Do you want to speak a little bit to that?
2: Yeah. The way you eat has a lot to do with your mental health. It has to do with, you know, you putting the nutrients your body needs to survive. And, you know, if you're eating good, you're wanting to do more with your day and you're going to feel better about yourself. Whereas if you're eating something that doesn't make you feel good because of the chemicals that are in it and it gives you a stomach ache, whatever it is, you're not going to want to move on with your day. And you're going to feel more bad about yourself. And it has a lot to do with like your body image as well. And I know that's hard to, to talk about and to say, but like the food you put inside of you, you're looking at it right in the mirror as well.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So and along with like mental health, I think food can also affect your hormonal health a lot. And I know you talk about um, using food to regulate your hormones and stuff. So, yeah, if you want to share a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I started playing around with my hormones and balancing them naturally when I was in college. And, you know, our parents didn't have these resources when when we were growing up and you know the first thing is like hey like here's the pill and if we're lucky enough and you grew up with a woman figure in your life they gave you a book to read maybe um, a little bag with some pads and some undies in it and you know tampons and it was like okay like if you have your period this is what you do and that's it that's all we really knew about it we didn't know anything about cramps we didn't know anything about acne about extra hair growth And I was really curious about it. I had always been on the pill um, since I was about 15, 16. I remember finally getting it and getting really, really excited about it. It It's like, oh, I'm such a big girl right now. I am on the pill. And I got my period every month. I'm very fortunate for that. But when you hear stories about people struggling with PCOS, you're wondering, you know, like, how did they get that way? Is it because maybe the pill caused that, or they just they were born with it? And so I started doing some research about it and I came across a book called The Women Code, um, written by um Alyssa Vitali hope I didn't butcher her last name because I really do love her yeah and she listens to this podcast so yeah I I hope she listens to this podcast (laughs) love her fingers crossed fingers crossed um so Alyssa struggled with PCOS um, her entire life gained a ton of weight had horrible acne and couldn't figure out how to heal herself because no one can give her the answers. And after studying at Harvard um, for many years and doing her own research, she found that eating certain foods to help balance her hormones would get her to the next week of the phase. And again, if we're thinking about hormones, we're thinking about our gut and our um, brain that's all connected in so many different ways. And women especially, um, we go through four different phases a month. And during each phase, different foods that you eat, the way you work out, the way your mental state is, will get you to the next week to balance your hormones. It's a really interesting method. Um, so again, the book um, Women Code hits on all of this. And this app that actually tracks your menstrual phase is called MyFlow. You can enter when you get your period and every phase is already in there for you. It talks about the ways you can work out, the way you can eat, um, and the way your mindset can be, again, to get you to the next week week. So you go through four different phases a month. Women do, follicular, ovulation, luteal, and your menstrual phase. And let's say you're in your follicular phase, you're going to want to be eating leafy greens to help flush out estrogen levels to get you to the next week. So it's very, very interesting that sea cycling um, and eating different foods helps that brain health as well as your hormonal health to balance your hormones naturally through the food you eat and the way you work out.
1: Hmm. I did not know that. That's really interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the research behind it is is incredible. And it's like, you want to cook like that and what you have to... And it actually helps you meal prep when I meal prep for people or I'm writing grocery lists. If it's a woman and she feels comfortable talking to me about it, I tell her a little bit about the book and how I prep for myself and see if it's something that they're interested in. And it's like, why not? If you can be eating like light grains this week versus the next to help balance your hormones so you don't cramp or you don't PMS, you can eat foods and work out in certain ways to help balance your hormones. It's great. Hmm
0: speaking of making grocery lists and meal prepping do you want to just talk a little bit about how you like grocery shop like I know that the way that you grocery shop is different than a lot of people I know that because we used to grocery shop together and I'd be like bitch let's fucking go where are we shopping today
2: Nicole She's you're not like wait with me. I just want to
0: look at the yogurts I just need to look at every yogurt label and see what's in all these plant-based yogurts and I was like we've been in here for an hour and a half we need to go we've been at the yogurts for an hour and a half alone. <laughs>
2: I can't go to the grocery store with anyone. No, Ugh. but... Don't go grocery shopping with me. I like But you walks.
0: love going to the grocery store. And like I, I, I like going and I'm like, oh yeah, I got all my stuff. But I think like that's just even more inspiring yeah, because I of what it. you do. It's like you're not just grabbing something off the shelf. Like you really take time to look into the ingredients and at all these different brands. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, how you like make a grocery list, how you make your list, you know, whether that's around your cycle or other things it depends on and then just kind of like how you grocery shop and a
2: little bit about um, how you meal prep for the week. So you'll catch me um, in the grocery store at all times. I like long walks to the grocery store um, just as much as I like long walks on the beach and it's just (laughs) it's more even (laughs) more even food is just it's my happy place. It's the place that I feel calm um, and collected and my best recipes come from seriously walking through the aisles of the grocery store and when you think about a grocery store and you think about how it was built you want to stay on all of your outer corners of of the grocery store and that's why they do it they have the milk in the back of the grocery store so you walk through all of the aisles and you're picking up all of this processed food as you're walking to grab milk and that's insane to think about so if you're shopping on the four corners of a grocery store good for you that's step one to grocery shopping we'll talk about like basket sizes and how to like spend less money and affordably um, by grabbing actually a smaller basket, which is really funny. Um, But I want to start with talking about what's in your pantry and what's in your fridge before we go into that. So my first step always is going through my pantry and going through my fridge and seeing what I have and what I don't need. And you want the food that you're about to spend your hardworking money on, to go into a clean fridge and go into a clean pantry you want to know what you have and so I start with a list I write down everything that's in my fridge in my pantry or my freezer and I put it into different categories whether that's protein vegetables fruit and I go from there I also see what is in season and in in season is going to be more affordable it's easy easier to grow and it's easier to get and so you want to shop In season, easy to get, go online and just type in what's in season in in November and a whole list will pop up.
1: I actually have a question about that. So do you think that our body responds to the food that we eat that's in season better during that season?
2: Yeah. No, of course. I think when you think about that, you also think about, you know, seasonal depression or different seasons. Your body goes through different seasons. You're not just in this one season your whole life and you need to eat that way as well. And I think that's a really important topic to talk about to people is you can't just be eating the same thing all year round. Your body needs different things. Just how we talked about before, you know, Mm -hmm. women eating throughout the month differently to help balance our hormones. That's the same way through the food we eat. Of course, I mean, you're getting more nutrients when a food is in season and you can tell when something is in season because it's more affordable. You go to the grocery store and your strawberries are $7 one month, but then Uh you go back and it's $2.99. Two ninety nine. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. They're in season. Let me grab them. So I, so that's how I start. Um, I also see what phase of the month I'm in. Um, I read a little bit about it. I don't go. I don't beat myself up too hard about it. I just kind of want to see where I'm at. What kind of leafy greens I need. If I need carbs, special protein, um, and then I'll put that in my list. And always go to the grocery store with your list. You don't want to buy anything just out of buying things because that's how you build your grocery bill. I always give myself like two items that are not on my list because I am such an insane grocery shopper. Like I just like, I see all these amazing brands that I've seen on social media or online and I'm like, oh my God, I need to try this product. I need to give a product review. And next thing I know, I'm spending 70, 80 extra dollars on all these products. So I think if you give yourself like that nice, like, way of being like okay well you can buy two extra products that are not on your list and also important don't overbuy or don't over make your list because you should be going to the grocery store two times a week ish um, you don't want your vegetables to be sitting out not being taken care of and you know you're not going to eat them and you don't want to waste them mm-hmm. you know so so you want to portion out and that's actually been something hard for me is that I overbuy when I'm at the grocery store and I'm constantly throwing out so much food and it's we're not in college anymore we can't compost our food unless like we're living in a downtown area with apartments and no one's really composting down here mm-hmm. and but you and you have to think about all of those things so you have gone through your fridge you've gone through your pantry, you have made your list of what's in season, what you don't have, and now you get to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it, now it depends on like what kind of basket you are grabbing. Oh, also, please don't go to the grocery store without eating. That is the number one way of overbuying. Mm-hmm. Please God. eat something I before you- are so called out right now. Yeah. <laughs> are you calling it's me so out right now?
1: This whole- this whole thing is just coming out <laughs> i mean i eat a lot of vegetables and i'm very aware of like the seasonal thing but as far as like going to the grocery store hungry like I don't eat sometimes. Ooh, yeah, I'm drinking a fat tire right now. <laughs> things are amazing over here yeah. on this things side. Are- <laughs> I have a lot of work to do on myself.
2: As you can see. Stop. You were perfect. No, every. I mean, if no one teaches us these things, like how how are we supposed to learn? And we think about like our parents. They grew up in a very interesting generation, where their parents, the man went to work and the woman stayed home. And the woman normally would cook, but it, when we're thinking about like the World War One and Two, they started coming out with a lot of processed foods during that time. And that's when our grandma, our grandmothers, and our grandfathers um, were alive. And these women, you know, it was new and they were buying all these processed foods. And they didn't they cooked, but they were cooking out of boxes. And if no one's teaching you, you think that's normal. So I remember growing up, I mean I love you, mom. But <laughs> we had so much processed food in my house yeah. growing no, up; it was same. insane. My yeah. friends like loved coming over because they're like, "Oh my god, she has the best of the best!" Like stuff, rice krispie treats, brownies, oh, yeah. candy bowls, Gold which isn't is yeah. Oh yeah. my god, don't get me started on the Costco boxes of goldfish. Yeah.
0: Ugh, that's what we need: the gluten-free Costco goldfish. Boxes.
2: Please, goldfish, if you're listening right now, um, we'll take gluten-free ones. <laughs> that's
0: all we need because we have gluten-free Kraft mac and cheese, gluten-free Oreos, gluten-free goldfish would complete the 2021 trifecta we need to pull us out of. The hellscape that 2020 has been. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, I feel like at least my parents—they had something ingrained in them where processed food was not a bad—it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. and non-organic food is good. Mm-hmm. Um, because trying to switch my own mom's mindset to get organic food is impossible.
2: Of course. Sorry, mom. No, I I know. I'm like, <laughs> mom, you know I love you, but it's hard. It's hard teaching someone who's 60 plus years old. Things that they've they've done their entire life. Why would they want to change now? And it's up to us. This is my favorite quote. Um, it's not always your fault, but it's your responsibility. That's my
1: favorite yeah, quote. Jackie says that all so, the time. Oh, girl, yes.
0: oh, you guys are really fun. Wait, I really love this. <laughs> I'm just right. gonna go. Yeah, that's my favorite quote.
1: They call yeah.
2: leave your apartment, please. <laughs> Once again,
0: I'm no longer running
2: this podcast. It's Jackie and our guest. <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, it, it's perfectly explained. It goes through a lot of things in life, but expect you know, food. We're we're brought up on on one thing, but you don't want to live your life like that. I remember when I was first diagnosed with celiac disease, my mom, bless her soul, bought me everything she could gluten-free. You know, gluten-free pizza, gluten-free right. pasta, gluten-free pretzels rather than, okay, well, why don't we eat food that doesn't contain gluten? Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't know that and it was up to and me just to the substitutes. Yeah, 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 just the substitutes. Mm-hmm. And when you and it's funny, it's like, are you eating gluten-free or are you eating gluten-free? Right.
0: When people are always like, I'm eating gluten-free, I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, what are you eating? And they're like, gluten-free pizza, gluten-free bread, gluten-free pasta. I'm like, Those are worse. Those have so much sugar in them. If I'm eating that stuff, it's because I want pizza and I can't have regular pizza. I'm not Mm -hmm. eating it because I'm like, this is healthier. No, if you want to eat actually gluten-free, you need to be eating whole foods, Mm -hmm. not processed foods. You say you like love food, right? And it's honestly
1: inspiring. It's kind of where I want to get to because eating for me is like something that makes me anxious. I don't get hangry. In fact, the less food I eat, the more clear-headed I feel. I mean, I also... ADHD and will forget to eat sometimes. And because I have so many allergies, intolerances, like all this stuff, when I eat, it usually makes me foggy. So I I tend to like, lean towards not eating and also Mm -hmm. not liking food and being kind of afraid of food and when I go to the grocery store I'm also looking at every label but because I have like severe allergies and I mean that's why I do it and I know you also do it for that too but I'm looking less at the nutrient stuff and just like can I eat this because there's such a little amount of things that I can eat so how do you think that someone switches from being kind of afraid of eating and not loving eating I hate the act of cooking I hate the act of I hate that I have to eat like Mm -hmm. if I could just not eat not sleep Awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not sleep. Oh yeah, It's hard to hear that, you know, because like (laughs) I, I, of course, like you want everybody to love food and to feel good of anything that they put into their body. I would say definitely I I would start with a food log. Um, I would start writing everything that you're eating every day and then maybe at night or when you start feeling upset, you'd write in like, hey, like I didn't feel well after I had that salsa and chips, like whatever it is. So you know what to avoid. Um, because if you're constantly eating and you're not knowing, you know, you're gonna mm-hmm. continuously get sick. But that's, I feel like that's like anything in life. You know, like you you shower, you get yourself ready, you shop for clothes, you put your clothes on, and food is, is part of your routine, and it should be part of your routine because you eat to give your body the nutrients it needs to survive and for you to continue your day and to conquer the goals. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely start off with a food log. and see and see what like makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good and start somewhere small whether that's smoothies because you don't want anything super heavy at least you're getting um your greens in and your protein in by making a smoothie and we can go more into that when i think about like a smoothie i i make this one smoothie that is like my meal replacement smoothie and i don't really like Mm -hmm. to say that because you should be eating real food but if you're getting all of your greens and your protein in in one meal you know like there's nothing wrong with that like women you should be eating anywhere from like 46 to 50 grams of protein a day and if you can get in you know 20 grams of protein just from your smoothie and it makes you feel good it's like why not like do what works best for you i can tell you exactly what i eat every single day but if you eat it you're you might not feel good and that's okay that's what makes you different than me it's the truth i think we're so quick to compare ourselves to others and be like oh, I need to eat exactly like that and have just fruit in the morning because that's light, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. not going to work for you and you need to find what works best for you. And I think that's where like the food log starts because you do want a positive relationship with food. You're stuck with food for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. And I know it's really hard, but you need to work through it just like you would work through anything else. Yeah. I mean, in the same way, it's like every day I get up and I look
1: in the mirror and I'm like, honestly, like this is what I'm going to look like for the rest of my life. So I might as well love it. It's the same with food. You're going to have to eat for the rest of your life. So you might as well learn how to enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that could be
2: said for almost everything, but almost everything. Yeah. And I mean, you're eating three times a day. Sometimes more, sometimes less, but you're it's multiple times a day you're doing this. You should want to put good things into your body. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to put poison into your body? you know and I and then also, um, I just started recently doing this. I write love letters to food. Um, just like writing a love letter to yourself and a letter to someone else, food is again something that you're having three times a day for the rest of your life and you, again, you want a positive relationship and I know it's not easy for everybody to have this beautiful relationship but if you can fake it till you make it, start writing love letters to food, you know, whether you're angry at first and then it turns into love whatever it is, get your emotions out on paper I feel like that is honestly one thing that's really really helped me, especially because of how sick I was and I was so skinny like it it blows my mind to see what what it did to me and it destroyed me but something that also destroyed me healed me from the inside out and it's through nature's best medicine which is food Oh, i love that can you actually talk more about meal prepping an awesome hack that i have done because i don't eat leftovers you'll know this about me um if you follow my food my food blog i do not eat leftovers i can't so what i do is i always prep my veggies when i get home from the grocery store my peppers my onions my cauliflower my cucumbers whatever it is is i always prep all my veggies and that way it's so much easier to cook because i they're already prepped for me all i have to do is throw them in a pan throw them in the oven like whatever it is it's already cut for me and that way you're not wasting anything and nothing is going bad use your use your produce drawers that's what they're there for throw it in make sure the humidity is high and and you're good to go
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think my own brain has misinformed me because i'm like god that would take so much time but Mm -hmm. i bet you you get back the time because there's not a time in your day i'm sure where you're like I'm so tired I want to take a nap because I haven't eaten all day mm-hmm. you know like you have the energy to keep going yeah um when you are going you're at 100% not 40% like I usually am so
2: I feel like you get that time back f- that you put in from prepping oh of course I mean the few hours that you spend prepping on a Sunday is is honestly benefiting you throughout the week you come mm-hmm. home tired after work um mean, you went to the workout or you went to take a walk move your body whatever it is like the last thing you want to do is make a meal but to sit down and eat a meal that you have made for yourself and clean up your kitchen and know that you have done that for yourself is such a beautiful thing. You know, we think about all these things that things that we do for ourselves for self-love. Cooking and feeding your body the nutrients it needs is self-love. It's huge self-love because it allows you to do the other things that you need to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to eat before you go to the grocery store. And then we get into like what kind of basket we're grabbing at the grocery store. You know, if you're grabbing a large basket, you're going to be more inclined to throw more things into your basket. Um, So grab a little basket. You don't need many things, especially if you're going to be going two, three times a week um, because you don't want to waste anything. Mm -hmm. Try to stay again around the four corners of the grocery store. Grab exactly what you need on your list. And then you go and you check out. And when you get home, Please, for the love, please wash your veggies. <laughs> I always say this. You would never come home or go to the bathroom and leave without washing your hands. Well, some people would. And so why wouldn't you wash your veggies? If we think about how many people, okay, I'm at the grocery store the other day, and this guy must have touched like 20 avocados till he found the one he wanted. And I'm like, I get it. You want to see what's ripe enough. But like, ew, where have your hands been? You know what I mean? What have yeah. you touched before Especially you even during got
1: coronavirus here?
2: times. Oh my God, exp- during coronavirus times like it's gross wash your veggies please fill up your sink with cold water throw in some apple cider vinegar and that's it rinse it off and that's it that's all you have to do it takes five minutes out of your day and that way when you are ready to eat your vegetables they're already cleaned and ready for you how do you deal with cravings do you not get cravings
1: anymore oh, no girl oh jackie <laughs> oh jackie
2: so cute i actually ate like an entire bowl of m&ms last night <laughs> So funny, my mom got me peanut M&M's and I was like, who are you? Am I not your daughter for the last 25 years? Peanut M&M's? What are these? Regular M&M's all the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I follow no, the 80-20 I'm with rule. You
1: I'm I mean, I'm definitely allergic to peanuts, but that's not even why.
0: Yeah, the cravings. <laughs> You're like, they're just gross, though, is the real <laughs> thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so an 80-20 rule really gets you through anything in life. Like 80% of the time, um, you should be working really hard. You should be doing everything right, um, eating well, moving your body, being a good person always be a good person, but being a good person to yourself. And then the 20% of the time, like you get, that's your, your leverage to do the things that you want to do. You know, you want to take a nap in the middle of the day. You want to have that ice cream, you know, you want to skip that workout. That's your 20% because 80% of the time, the rest of the time you are working so hard to be your best self. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. You got to find that fine balance and no one can tell you what that fine balance is. You have to, I get cravings. All the time, but I feel like I want to put good things into my body and do good things for myself because I know I'll be a better person tomorrow or later in that day. So I'm not stopping at McDonald's for breakfast, you know, like the night before, maybe I'll, I'll prep some food. So I have it for myself in the morning, not saying there's anything wrong with McDonald's. If you want McDonald's once in a blue moon, Go get it. But you can't be doing it every single day and being like, well, where are my results? There's no results if you're not putting in that 80% of that hard work every mm-hmm. single day.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. my
2: favorite rule. Yeah, 80, it's a- 80 20. I feel like the
1: idea that people need to be 100%, that's where all these like fad diets come out of. Yeah. Because people are like, I need to be perfect. I need to be following, following this diet perfectly. Uh, No, you just need to be trying to eat a little bit better 80% of the time. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And I think you become more (laughs) mindful when you do all these like fad diets. Like I remember Mm -hmm. in college, you know, we played around with Whole30 for a little bit. And it was just like, I'm taking away things from my body that I want. And like, why do you want to live like that? Yeah. And and it's it's not healthy for you. You know, like I want carbs. I'm going to eat carbs. Not to an extent but I want them and you don't want to take away things from yourself because then you're going to start craving it even more. Mm-hmm. And you do have to find that healthy balance. You know, I, we, I started playing around with keto recently, not to anything crazy, but I found myself actually feeling better not eating so many carbs a day because I'm the person who likes rice with my meal, likes corn tortillas with my meal. You know, I can't have bread or gluten, but I'm like, oh, well, I can have all these other grains. And it's like, okay, well, you need to find that fine balance as well because it's not as healthy to fill up on carbs rather than I want to fill up on mm-hmm. protein. So again, you finding that fine balance for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, do you eat meat? Oh yeah, girl. Okay. Yeah, I'm just so up on you're... that meat. I'm like hundred grams of protein a day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, I was wondering about that because a lot of people like swear by a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. What, so, what's your take on meat?
2: Yeah. I mean, everyone's super different. People are going to have a problem with everything you do. And you can't please everyone. You just have to please yourself. And I understand where people are coming from, but body needs the nutrients it needs to survive. And that's protein. But if you want to get your protein in different ways through broccoli or chickpeas, you do what works for you. I like my meat. I love a good skirt steak, medium rare with some chimichurri on it. Like give it to me all, you know, everyone's different. And I, but I'm also very mindful about the meat I eat. You know, when you think about what they're being injected with, you know, these chickens, they need to grow quicker and they need to grow faster because There's so many people to feed here in the United States, you're getting all those pesticides. So just be mindful about, you know, the eggs that you're buying, the chicken you're buying, the steak you're buying, all those things are very, very important. I know it's easier to grab the cheaper of the two, but in the long run, when you're thinking about down the road, you know, being diagnosed with a certain disease, it's like, okay, well that was connected to the hormones that they were injecting, you know, your chicken with that you ate for 20 years. Mm, And I think again going back to our parents they don't necessarily know that because they weren't taught that and i think our generation is just learning so much more about these things that we want to eat that way and we're going to teach our our children you know and future generations how to eat that way yeah yeah
1: i feel like we are learning a lot more um i think what kind of pisses me off in the grocery store is that uh brands companies they're taking advantage of Mm -hmm. how much more we know and now it's like You have a regular one and the same company will make something that's like now this free, you know, this is this without this. And it's like, if you know that that stuff's not good, why don't you just give us the better option? You know, it just like it's like they're capitalizing capitalizing off of our education on food.
2: I mean, Mm -hmm. and they are. You know, when you think about that, it's a business for them. They're just trying to make money. They don't care. When you think about tobacco companies, you know, they're not like, oh, tobacco kills X amount of people and causes cancer a year. They're like, no, I'm making Money And it's sad to think about that. But again, it goes back to, you know, it's not always your fault, but it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to educate yourself, your friends, your family, and your children on what the right and wrong things are to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this is so important to um, be talked about more um, because it's not talked about enough. And especially in school, they're like, yeah, like, you know, we learn about the pyramid, um, you know, eating your proteins and your carbohydrates and your um, and your dairy intake, but they're not telling us, you know, watch out for these pesticides these GMOs um, and everything like that so it's very interesting to learn about and to and to talk to people about so it's, it's a nice conversation
0: yeah going off of what you said about cravings and just like not restricting yourself I just something that I wanted to point out about you is that like when we live together you always like would cook really healthy meals and like exercise a lot but I but that was like your 80 you know and I always saw you living the 22 and that was always like really inspiring to me or just like really helpful to me because ever since I've been in college and in my 20s and you naturally gain weight and all these types of things you start to really hyper focus on everything that you're eating and everything you eat you think is this bad is this good as if food is good and bad it's like it's just food some food is not that great it's not doing a lot for you and some foods are really nutritious but like just I really got a new outlook on nutrition and how it's not just about like just eating your greens and like eating this chicken and rice, whatever it doesn't have to be this perfect meal every single time you eat. Like it's fine to go and get six tacos of fuzzies. Like that's okay. It's and a mark. Right. (laughs) And a couple marks. And And chips and Pico. Um (laughs) bowl of Pico. (laughs) I just never felt bad about those things because I was like, this is okay. The way that she treats food is not with like a negative connotation in anything that she's eating. It's when she does prepare meals, it's with so much thought and so much love. So much goes into it. That's not just about how many calories is this or is this healthy for me. It, it was it was about so much more than just the food itself. Mm-hmm. There was so much more that went into it that felt like a much more rounded view of nutrition mm-hmm. to me that made me think like oh, it doesn't have to just be about counting calories and eating vegetables and it's a whole 100% that comes from that 2080. Yeah, it seems like
1: the experience of eating food and, like, the energy that gets, like, put into making it, the better that energy is, the more loving, like, the better your body
2: receives it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for for saying all those beautiful things. Because I think, especially on social media, you know, you think someone lives, like, the perfect life or, you know, like – how do they look like that? Or, you know, like they eat so healthy. I, pe- I have people say that to me a lot. And and it's like, no, it's like you you find that balancing. You you saw that. You saw that right. from the back from the backstage, you know? Yeah, but it was like you really do.
0: Yeah, it just helped me see, have a more well-rounded view of food and nutrition and nourishing your body that, yeah, was just deeper than how many calories are on your plate or something, yeah. you know? And I think that that's really important for people to learn when it comes to, everyday eating but also when it comes to disordered eating Mm. anxiety around food and even eating disorders I think it's really important to understand that it's
2: it's more than just that for a lot of people and it can be in a negative way of course um and that and that's and that's a little hard because you know you have people that are close to to you that have eating disorders and I feel selfish sometimes having such a beautiful relationship with food because I struggled with it for so long and such a hate towards it. And it turned into something so beautiful because it healed me. Mm -hmm. And I look at food and I can only pray that everybody has at one point in their life, such a beautiful relationship with food as I do. Um, and I, I just feel so selfish saying that because I know how, what people go through. And I think that goes back to like my love letter with food, Mm -hmm. because if you asked me 10 years ago to write my love letter, I would say how much I hated food that every single time I ate, I was in the bathroom, I was literally on the floor and I was in the hospital, whatever you name it, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. But now I'm like, it healed me. It gives me life. It gives me energy. It's my art. I'm creative with it. And yeah, it's a it's a funny thing um, to feel that way about food. And I know that everyone will get there somehow some way. Um, And especially nice little segue into this is around the holiday time. You know, it's a lot of anxiety when you think about um, the holidays, Mm -hmm. not just like, Oh, I'm going to be around my, my family again. This year is going to look a lot different because I don't think you're going to see a lot of big gatherings, which might be helpful for people who do struggle um, with eating disorders or anxiety around food, because you're not going to see these big parties happening right now. And the food, the amount of food is not going to be so overwhelming, but I think so with someone who doesn't have this issue with food and I don't, I can't speak with people to people that have it, who have eating disorders. All I could say is that you as a person who has this healthy relationship, being mindful about people around you, you don't know what someone else is going through, you know, be gentle with them, be gentle with yourself. And that's where that 80, 20 rule comes in. I think, especially during the holiday times for people who do eat super, super healthy. It's like, Give yourself that nice balance. Eat whatever you want, you know? Like, you're gonna be fine tomorrow. You take a nice long walk after dinner with your family. That sounds really nice. And then if you're someone struggling with an eating disorder, give yourself that patience. Give yourself that forgiveness and consistently tell yourself how much you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's truly what's gonna get you through, you know, the next step and the next journey to your life of finding that balance of your love with food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
1: love what you said about forgiveness because I feel like that's a huge component of it. It's like, especially with disordered eating, it's like after you eat something, you have the tendency to be so ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. And what you need to do is forgive yourself. If you just shame yourself, like I think people's thought processes, if I shame myself, I won't do it again. When Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the exact opposite of what happens. And if you forgive yourself, you're going to want to do better because you're rooting for yourself.
2: Exactly. And easier said than done. Sure. Um, But, you know, forgiving yourself and knowing that it's going to be okay. And if it's not okay today, it's going to be okay tomorrow. Um, Just being gentle with yourself. I think that's the only way of getting through it. Um, I struggle with OCD, really bad OCD. And the only way that I can get myself to the next part of my day is forgiving myself and being gentle with myself and telling myself, it's okay. Go fix that cord if it makes you feel better. I mean, obviously, we're talking about two different disorders here. But... Gen- being gentle with yourself and looking yourself in the mirror and just saying, I love you and I love who you are and you're going to be okay. Yeah, it works for, in
1: my opinion, it works for every disorder. Exactly. I mean, with ADHD, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to get distracted instead of being like, fuck you, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you getting so distracted? I'll just be like, all right, I got distracted. Let's refocus. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. No,
0: I love that. Yeah. So just speaking of um, cooking and eating around the holidays, like what tips can you give for finding that balance around the holidays
2: yeah I mean if you know that you know your mom makes the most amazing sweet potato pie but it's (laughs) has like 200 grams of sugar in it and you know that sugar makes you sick to your stomach you can make a fun activity about it why don't you go buy the ingredients that you know you want to use monk fruit which is a nice sugar replacement and you know you want to spend time with your family you don't want to hurt your mom's feelings because it's your great grandmother's recipe. Why don't you make the pie with your family and have both recipes at the table and letting you eat that one. You know, it's that balance of like not Mm -hmm. wanting to hurt someone else's feelings, but also taking care of your feelings, Mm -hmm. which is really, really important. Um, but also not telling yourself you can't have something, but portioning it out, you know, like you're not going to eat the whole pie by yourself you know like have your protein have your vegetables but then also have your cake eat all the cake you want and maybe after dinner um after you've helped clean up walk around you know see see if your family wants to take a nice walk around the the block you know if it's snowing out you know move your body stretch uh my last year my sister did a whole segment on moving your body through the holidays which i thought was really fun and every morning we woke up during the holiday time we were doing group family stretches and it was so fun you know everyone wore like their matching pjs and we just moved moving your body with your family and feeling everybody's energy is so important and you're kind of like helping move that food through your body and you're just grabbing in so much gratitude as you're doing it especially with people you love wow that is not what my family is doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean everyone's family is so different i can't just be like well my family's perfect we are not (laughs) uh smoking weed together <laughs> oh same yeah, <laughs> don't so worry holiday. about it it's like before dinner we like come in and my mom's like you guys reek i'm like that's let me my, go wash my hands that's my family to a T. <laughs> literally no we love it i love yeah. smoking weed with my family it's like yeah, honestly one too. of our favorite bonding times yeah favorite holiday same.
0: traditions yeah come favorite on over holiday.
2: for a nice smoke yeah. sesh for thanksgiving
0: exactly. dinner, guys. yeah favorite holiday
1: tradition is making my mom pissed off that we smell like weed <laughs>
2: It's you so sound funny. like my family. Oh
0: my god, maybe we have the same family. <laughs> maybe you guys need to hang out. More.
2: Are you Jewish? Of course I am. <laughs> oh, of, course. of course I love it. Of course I am. What do you think? What kind of question <laughs> is this? Wait, you're Jewish? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <gasps> we have so much in common. Uh, once weed. again, I'm leaving this
0: podcast. Nicole, I will be I'm taking it over. it to everyone else <laughs> in the room. don't worry, I won't be here.
1: So thank you so much for being on this podcast. I've I learned so much from you, and this is just a topic that we could go on forever, mm-hmm. but it's such a good base level, and people can do more research from it because everyone's going to be different, so you can't, you know, talk about everyone's journey because it's going to be different, but if they wanted to learn a little bit more or if they wanted to just follow you, where could they find you?
2: Yeah, um, so right now I am on social media, I'm on Instagram. Um, Gertner's kitchen, G E R T N E R S kitchen, um, I have my links up there and my website will be launched. Fingers crossed. I'm the biggest procrastinator you'll ever meet. (laughs) At the end of the year, um, it is my goal for 2021, January 1st, to have my website up. But for right now, follow me on social media. Feel free to email me, DM me, slide into those DMs, send me some love. Um, Lots of free recipes up there. Do lots of free cooking classes as well via Zoom. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited to connect with all of you. Um, This is just the start to your healthy journey with food. And I'm excited for for every single one of you. But I appreciate both of you for allowing me to come onto this podcast and talk about all the beautiful things and all the gross things about food and the body. So thank you. Welcome.
0: Yes, of course. Well, um, yeah, we loved having you on, like Jackie said. And we are going to wrap up this portion. We're going to keep you on, though, for a segment about Wild roommate stories. Ooh. So we'll be right back with that. Alright, we are back and we are gonna be reading some of the hilarious roommate stories you guys wrote in. After last week when we called you guys not funny, <laughs> you really delivered. And so we wanted to do this segment because Jackie and I, as you guys know, we're roommates. And Alex and I were also roommates. And so we actually, the way we realized, okay, the way we became roommates was so crazy. Mm-hmm. We were both working at BJ's Brewhouse in Fort Collins. And you started there. And I remember the first day you started, the reason I met you was because you were doing training. Our GM called me over and he was like, hey, Nicole, Nicole, come over here. I want you to meet Alexandra. Like she has celiacs too. It's <laughs> like, we would always like kind of bond over like gluten-free stuff at mm-hmm. work. And then we started to like kind of become friends. And then at work one day, I was like, yeah, it just sucks. Like it takes a long time to get here or something. We started getting on the topic of like where we lived. And I was like, yeah, I live off of Taft and Elizabeth. And Alex was like, yeah, so do I. And I was like, (laughs) well, what street do you live off of? And we're like, oh, Rancia. We lived off the (laughs) same street, two houses away from each other. Two Mm. houses away. Mind blown. That was crazy. And then the crazier thing. You combined your houses. (laughs) How did you know? Well, we (laughs) could have been carpooling to work every day. We were carpooling to work. I forgot about that. And you would take me to school sometimes oh I think God. to campus yeah you why don't you start it off with like your crazy roommates at that house and why
2: you moved out two doors down to live with us yeah which was the best decision ever because I got to meet you and I know I'll always be friends with you oh, <laughs> that was so nice oh, <laughs> no I need to stop okay we're done with the compliments <laughs> like gluten-free BFF comment. that was it that was all you get today um yeah great crazy crazy story I lived with three gals in that house which was actually two doors down from Nicole which is just insane I can't believe I never met you no one really like lived kind of that far out but Mm -hmm. we kind of did but far enough from work like really far remember just like being like wow this is like a far drive 30 minute drive it was and it was
0: still in the same town which is crazy okay
2: and you always left on time
0: and you never and did. And I never left on time. <laughs> I'd always be like, we gotta go. I know. You'd
2: be like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. I'm like, okay, you leave so you're not late and I'll drive myself to work today.
0: <laughs> and remember, you drive that's us the, to our 8 a.m. That's a good I, carpooling
2: situation. It was a great carpooling <laughs> situation. It worked perfect. But anyway, yeah, I was living with um, three girls and one of the girls um, ended up adopting a dog from Craigslist. And our landlords were super strict and they were like, you're not allowed to have dogs, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, okay, we're going to keep it on the DL. She's going to get this dog. Dog um, happened to be abused, like really, really bad from the previous owner. If you tried to get near this dog, this dog was like 90 to 100 pounds. This dog was massive. It would like attack you you'd walk in the house and it started attacking you and it was scary and so it was a point where weeks and weeks went by and it was like hey like you know you haven't gotten him his shots you haven't gotten um, him trained or anything like that we're pretty scared to live with him you know what you know this is what we're asking of you you know we live together is there any way you can get this done you know take him to some classes you know surround him by other dogs or people because he's really scary nothing happened And I came home one day and the dog ended up attacking me and jumping on me and dragging me from a bedroom into the kitchen and ripped my shirt off um, and bruised my whole arm with his bite marks. And the next day I was at school and I realized like how bad the bruises were on my body. And so I remember like reaching out to this gal and was like, hey, like, you know, this is what your dog did to me. You need to do something about it or I'm going to contact our landlord. And I think we were having um, lawn service done or something like that. And someone had told our landlord that we had had a dog. And because I was so angry with my roommate at the time for like not helping me and looking out for me, my landlord was like, I heard you all have a dog. You need to be honest with me. Do you have a dog? And I was like, yes, we have a dog. I told her what had happened and she gave me some necessary steps to take. And one of them was to call animal control, get this dog, the help it needs. But also you don't know if this dog has rabies or not, hasn't had its shots. And like you just got bit by it. So you need to do something about it. So I called animal services and I think the landlord had reached out to her before animal service has had gotten to our house. So she had removed the dog from our property and took him like really far away to like steamboat or something. And so they, they couldn't test him for rabies when they got to our house, let alone get the dog. So she had to go to court living under the same roof as someone who is a malicious person in general, but also you just did this to them. You took away their dog that they had just adopted is a pretty shitty situation to be in. This girl tortured me to the point where I literally couldn't sleep at night. I got like a deadbolt for my my room. I brought everything down from the kitchen into my room. You name it, I did it. I was scared for my life. Like I did not know what she was going to do to me. So yeah, I was at BJ's one day. Nicole and I were just like talking about like life and all of its wonders and just being like you know, like, where do you live? And finally she's like, I live in this like four bedroom house um, with my roommate Cheyenne. But yeah, I was like, "Um, I need to move in with you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, let me, let me reach out. I'm sure that's totally fine. And I remember Cheyenne was out of town and it happened so quickly. I packed up my stuff in a day and it was just insane to me that I had to live two doors down from these girls it was just, like, such stupid, petty, petty stuff. But it traumatized me, and it was horrible. I actually went to therapy for, like, a year after that because of the months of torture I went through living with these girls. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Nicole and Cheyenne saved my life. Um, we were gluten-free <laughs> besties you, after that. You must dad. have been
1: an angel. She I don't know was. What, she can't is can't my angel. Oh,
2: my God. I loved living with her. I had my own room and
0: bathroom, and they were the best. Like, yeah, it was a dream living with you after a different roommate that we lived with. So that's how we became roommates, but it's what it's been lovely since yeah we've been friends ever since (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) um so we're gonna now read some of the stories that you guys wrote in which were shocking and hilarious and just a real wild ride from the start to finish so jackie do you want to start sure Okay, so my freshman year of college, I opted to get paired
1: with a rando because yay, new experiences, and I was trying to be an extrovert or something. Anyway, she ended up being super gross and messy. Our room constantly smelled like a combo of the soup she heated up and her BO from working out in the room, even though it was a literally a five-minute walk to the campus gym. She would leave out food around the room until I threw it out, so one day I decided to not toss out her, one of her week-old half eaten sandwiches to see how long she would leave it. This was early October. It was still there when I moved out in December
0: yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross <laughs> oh, that's not good. and she was like I'm not even living for a year with this girl like I'm moving out that's disgusting yeah. okay let me find a good one this person says I have so many stories about my first roommate in my first apartment right out of high school, but this one is the best. I had just started dating my boyfriend at the time. The morning after having him over for a date night, she was fumbling around the kitchen, panicked and couldn't find her birth control pills. I tried to help her look for them. And after literally like two minutes of looking, she asked me, do you think your new boyfriend might've taken my pill pack when he was here? I was like, uh, I don't think he has a use for birth control. <laughs> she literally wouldn't let it go and kept coming up with reasons as to why he might've stolen her birth control. Obviously she ended up finding it in her purse like 30 minutes later oh my gosh what what would be the reason that my boyfriend would take she's automatically she's like i bet your new boyfriend took these pills
2: because he wants your birth control he wants (laughs) that for his (laughs) feminine
0: side that one was just so insane honestly we have so many we could do like a few segments on this we could do like a full episode i
1: know all right my junior year of college, my best friend and I got randomly assigned a third roommate. We, of course, were welcoming and explained how, how we were setting up things, you know, like bowls and plates here, silverware there. And her mom was like, well, where is her stuff sp- supposed to go? Which confused us because we had thought that we had just explained that to her. So I started repeating myself and her mom is like, no, no, no. She needs her own drawers and cabinet. So we had to separate everything that was ours from everything that was hers. She would never leave her room except to cook or go to class and then would throw mad tantrums if we wanted if we were cooking when she wanted to cook. She demanded that we be out of the common space by 8 p.m. because she had to go to bed. Oh, my God.
2: Oh.
0: Could not be me. My God. I would like, die. I've been
1: awake for four hours. I'd be like, sweetie, I pay, to,
0: <laughs> I pay to live here, too. So you just run along. You go to bed if you want to.
1: However, I worked at a local restaurant. And often wouldn't get home until after 10, to which she got mad at me for cooking myself dinner at that hour. Like, a girl has to eat, lady. Go back to your cave. I once asked her to take the trash out uh, because only me and my best friend had been doing it. And she freaked out on me and bought her own trash can. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that we weren't allowed to use so she wouldn't have to take out the trash that she didn't contribute to. She would have her mom over most weekends and they would talk loudly talk shit about us. Oh.
0: <laughs> She, she would have her mom over most weekends to talk shit about the <laughs> oh other my roommates. god.
1: But when my dad visited one weekend, her mom openly flirted with him even though <laughs> <how> she even <laughs> really knew how much trash she talked about me and my friend. Now, keep in mind, my friend and I never yelled at this girl, always tried to invite her to things or include her. We accommodated her as best as we could, but it didn't really matter because uh, she moved out eventually and we didn't say anything rude or passive aggressive. Fast forward a year later and I started dating my boyfriend. He starts talking about this annoying girl in his master's program who has a crush on him and won't leave him alone. Turns out it was my ex-roommate. I truly wish I could have seen her face when she found out that I was his girlfriend.
0: Karma is such a sneaky bitch and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the oh ending. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that such that a is one. so funny. All of that was just wild. It just, <laughs> it took a turn every, every chance it got. That's a good one. I'm going to read a couple quick ones. First one, a roommate took a bite out of the stick of butter in the fridge. (laughs) Teeth marks in the butter. Someone I know. Um, Another person said, once my sister woke up to her roommate peeing in the corner (laughs) of her room.
2: What drugs did you take?
1: I I don't know where it went, but my current roommate told me that one time she was just hanging out. Or I think they were like having a party or something and someone came in like randomly and just (laughs) even one of their beds they did not know
0: him <laughs> oh my gosh that i feel like that happens a lot though that that's like not, so often that's like not uncommon yeah okay
2: what?
0: this is the last one i'm gonna read okay i have one more okay I'll um, stop commenting
2: on every single
0: no time. oh no, no, my gosh no this, this is like why most you're most here <laughs> we're like don't talk <laughs> no no you're part of this segment um okay so this was one of the craziest ones In college, I was moving into a house with three other people. Our lease started in June, but I was the only one who moved in right away. One weekend, I went out of town, and when I pulled up to my house on Sunday night, all the lights in the house were on. I knew something wasn't right because I'm a freak about making sure lights are turned off and doors are locked before I leave. I go in the front door, and there are clothes covering the floor everywhere. In the living room, up the stairs, in the bathroom, the back door is wide open, and there's a big cage with two giant rats in the middle of my living room. Let me remind you that I'm the only person living there at the time. (laughs) As I walk around the house figuring out <laughs> what the fuck is going on, the rats cling to the sides of the cage and climb around the cage watching me as I move. I called two of my guy friends to come over and we find that nobody is in the house at the moment, but there's clearly someone shit everywhere. I text all my future roommates to ask if any of them came into town and they said no. Then one of them tells me that they forgot to tell me that they gave our door code to the homeless friend <laughs> to give them a place to stay. What? This person like was like that's
1: really something you gotta clear first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this person was like oh you know what i have a perfect place for you to stay to their homeless friend they're like um yeah i'm about to move into a house i'm not moving in yet one girl lives there but she surely will mind
2: <laughs> bring your rats bring your friends <laughs>
0: bring all your clothes but make sure they're strewn all over the house mm-hmm. leave the back door do not the forget the rats and turn all the lights Maybe on it's
1: like that one guy outside of their apartment in new girl
0: oh my god yeah what's his name Outside Dave. Oh my god. You're so, I thought that's the story you were about to say. Did you take this that from this girl? was Outside Dave. Yeah. Last one? Yeah.
1: She's always delivering. Yeah. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying she sent me a message after the story that said, "You know how people have stories about how shitty their freshman roommate was? Well, I was that shitty roommate. I am so ashamed." Oh my god, I love this. I did so many crazy things, but that was by far the craziest. Okay. So this um has my friend's name in it, so I'm gonna just call my friend. What's her name? Susan.
0: No, that's oh my god, no, it's so
2: weird. That's the name I was thinking. About. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh my know gosh, why, but weird. I think of Susan.
0: Jewish telepathy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you can probably talk about the time that Susan and I went out and got shit faced freshman <laughs> year, and somehow made it back to my dorm where we both passed the fuck out. Me and her, me in my bed, her in my roommate's bed. Next thing I know, I wake up in the morning, look <laughs> over, and the sheets are all pulled off my roommate's bed and balled up on the ground. Soon. <laughs> i'm so sorry I just i know where this is and it's just, uh. okay susan is nowhere to be <laughs> susan is mia people susan i like creep out into the hallway and go knock on my friend's door and was like what happened he was like oh boy long story short susan puked all over my roommate's bed my roommate got my friends towel dragged her out of bed. She then puked on the floor in our recycling recycling bin before being walked home, all while I was asleep. So I had to put our recycling bin in the dorm shower and wash her sheets twice. And Susan got her Starbucks gift card. (laughs) She felt bad. And yeah, she just wanted to switch roommates after that night.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. When you're the bad roommate. I guess it wasn't her. I guess it was Susan who really (laughs) did the number. The thing is
1: that I know Susan and...
0: She's not like that. No. <laughs> but she did it. That's so I, funny. She was Susan thing. was just
2: hammered. Honestly, the Starbucks gift card really made up for oh, yeah. it. I know. I I if they were like, yeah, you're now. like, okay,
0: she just was hammered. She feels really bad. She's yeah. not just like,
2: mm, sucks. It's like that story of my 21st birthday when I passed out and threw up all over illegal peds downtown. Oh my God,
0: <laughs> I do not remember that.
2: Yeah, and I felt so bad because the bartender had to clean all my throat up and the next day oh, I, like, no. I came back with some, some hard cash for her because <laughs> I heard what I did and I was like,
0: Oh, I better make this right. Well, at
1: least you made it right.
0: Money always makes things better. Yeah, Yeah, it Mm -hmm. does. (laughs) That's the Jewish way. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to stop there with the write-in stories just because we had so many come in. We did not expect to get so many stories. We're going to do probably a full episode on this. Um, I think a roommate episode would be really interesting anyway, but these stories are hilarious and shocking. You all have no shortage of stories. It's crazy so we're gonna talk about that but the last final story that we're gonna tell <laughs> is about it's the valentine's day story honestly that days. we mentioned earlier so when we were living together me alex and cheyenne cheyenne was dating this fucking terrible <laughs> lovely man he was <laughs> the <laughs> worst. shout out to him i hope he's doing well but he was the worst he treated her really badly and he was over at our house all the time and he sucked
2: Oh, don't he get He was started. just
0: so awful to her. And so it's Valentine's Day. We're just hanging out. We're just vibing. He's like, we were all just hanging out.
2: No, but hanging out, each of us with our own bottle of wine. Right. So
0: we got our own bottles of wine. We had started sipping on them, but we weren't like anywhere near where we were going. We were going. <laughs> we were headed somewhere dangerous.
2: Use clip of us dancing.
0: <laughs> so you guys, we're going to put a clip of this. We'll We'll put it in the carousel on the Instagram post because it is... I have the funniest videos of us dancing. So, we're just sipping on our wine casually. Cheyenne is cooking the most delectable, decadent dinner for her boyfriend. And not for us. And not for us. No, we weren't included. Steaks. She's cooking these steaks to perfection. Sides. She's got literally the works. The whole nine. And hours and hours go by. And this deadbeat dude does not show up. Doesn't come over. Finally, what is it? Like, literally 10 o'clock at night. Dinner maybe later dinner was probably at seven yeah dinner's cold the steaks are just sitting there <laughs> we have started drinking and go drinking heavily and going around the house with sticky notes writing self-love affirmations on all these sticky notes all around the house for cheyenne I Forgot about that. yes we were like we have videos of this too you guys we have so many videos we were like you don't need him like you're so much better off girl we power sticks. we were listening to girls who run the world by beyonce just shitting on this dude because he didn't show up finally 10 o'clock 11 o'clock maybe he rolls up we're trashed Cheyenne was taking shots we were like she was like fuck this this is so stupid he was trashed oh yeah he showed up drove there trashed she he comes I think he came and knocked on the door and she was like go home go home Mm -hmm. don't come in here I cooked you this dinner you didn't show up for five hours he was drinking it the restaurant that he worked at and she goes (laughs) get out leave just get out of here And he was being such a dick. He wasn't leaving. Finally, he gets in his truck. He got in his truck. He got in his truck. First
2: rule, guys. Don't ever leave when a girl tells you to leave. No.
0: And also, don't leave when you're trashed and you're driving a car. Grab's license plate number. She... Oh, (laughs) we always had his license plate number on deck. Sorry, Cheyenne. Just letting you know. So, do you want to tell the best part of the story?
2: I really want you to tell it. Me? Yes. (laughs) So again, he gets into his truck. Like, rule number one, guys. Don't ever leave when a girl tells you to leave. And she's just like so wasted beside herself just made this like $100 meal for him. She takes a steak everybody $25 steak and this hammered beautiful angel (laughs) runs outside and throws it at his truck it lands perfectly it hits the windshield on his windshield and slides
0: down it was falls in the street we went out the next day the steak was just
2: in the street <laughs> nicole and i are just standing on our front lawn when like cheyenne's doing this and we were just cheering we were her so on hard. and screaming she just threw the steak <laughs> it is a big steak it was fat <laughs> it was like a
0: when we went out there in the morning we were like
2: holy shit it was just on the street, and I think we just left it there. I think we did. I mean, I'm sure an animal got this $25 <laughs> steak. I mean, he didn't.
1: So he drove home drunk, and he couldn't see because there was steak juice all over
2: the place. <laughs> All over. I just remember the seasoning and the juices just, like, <laughs> down. It was the greatest thing I had ever seen anyone do. It was amazing. And her, to, like, stand up for herself in, like, this way was just so amazing yes. and beautiful. And on Valentine's Day, it was great.
0: Yeah. Oh. And then we blacked out online.
2: Blacked. I Fully
0: it was amazing so we're gonna wrap this up (laughs) now that um hopefully this has been entertaining for you guys if we did not read your story fear not we will read it on our roommates episode which is coming in the near future be watching our stories because we'll ask for more right like more submissions so make sure you keep an eye on our stories because that's where we always put our submission questions if you miss those then you don't get to be featured on our episode and Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, if
1: you want to find us, if you want to reply to our stories and write in, you can do that on our Instagram at so good so far podcast
0: you can find me at nicole pilgrine and me at jackie's attic
1: and now you can follow us on twitter as well at so good so far pod
0: and we'll be back next week we don't know what we're we don't know what we're talking about, about next yeah. week Maybe but it'll be a surprise yeah. so it'll join surprise us for that everyone, including us all right and it's been so, so good so, so far Bye. bye, guys. bye. Okay. Roommates.
2: And they were roommates. So, in a
1: way, we were like Eskimo sisters. Honestly, Ew. I've no. seen the exact <laughs> no. same thing. No. Y'all are the worst. In a way, we've lived together.